Hey, confidants, it's Teresa. You're listening to You Can Tell Me Anything, the podcast where comedians confess something they've never told anyone before. Hey, if you haven't rated the podcast yet, I would love for you to do that. Um, give it a five-star review on iTunes. It's very easy. Just go to iTunes, um, go to You Can Tell Me Anything, and click leave a review. Uh, if you screenshot your review and, and tag me on Twitter or Instagram, I will DM you a private confession. Um, I love doing them. They're really fun. I just love to talk to you. So please do that. I know I said that in a disingenuous way, but it's just because I am speaking monotone. It's not disingenuous. It's very genuine. All right. <laughs> also, I wanted to say um, you can follow us on Instagram at tellmeanythingpod. You can follow me at Larissa T uh, on both Instagram and Twitter. Um, and I'm very excited for this next episode. I talked to my former colleague from Cracked, Tom Ryman. We talk about some real fun stuff um, and get into some light stuff and heavy stuff. So I think you guys will really enjoy it. And what else? Oh, um, I've never told you guys this, but if you follow me on social, you probably already know. I have a side project podcast called Pod is a Woman. If you like Ariana Grande, or if you just like hearing me talk about Ariana Grande, you should check it out. I co-host that with my friend Eli Olsberg, very funny comedian, and we have a real great time. Some of the guests have been on the show before, but it's all about Ariana, so it's a totally different vibe. We have a lot of fun. So check that out if you like her or you like me or you like Eli. Enjoy the show. You can tell her, you can tell her anything, she's a real It's Teresa, the host of You Can Tell Me Anything. This is the podcast where I have comedians confess something they've never told anyone before. Super exciting. A um, lot of fun. Before we get started, I just want to let you guys know you can call in if you are a confidant. 323-388-3521. Uh, I did get a message this week, but I couldn't decipher what it said. It sounded like it was someone was playing a, uh, a Korean soap opera. And then there was some talking in the back of... It sounded like Japanese. So it was like... Is this a secret message or did someone butt dial me from Asia? I, either way, pretty cool. Very exciting. Um, but I can't really do anything with that. So if you guys have a confession, call me, leave a confession. I'll play it on the pod if you want me to. If you don't, just say you don't. And I can uh, either address it, you know, verbally or or it's just for me. That's fine, too. You know, I, I got to occupy my day with stuff. So please, please just... I'm lonely. Okay. <laughs> so I want to introduce my guest, um, that laugh you hear. I'm so excited I have him here. We go way back. We used to work yeah. together at Cracked. He's super funny, very talented writer, Tom Ryman. Oh, hi. Thank you. How's it going? Uh, it's going pretty well. How about yourself? I'm doing okay. It's been, uh, you know, stressful, but in a good way, I think. Mm -hmm. I, that's what I say now. I say better busy than bored. That's true. Yeah. I don't know how much I believe of it, I, but, you know. I think it's just the lie <laughs> we all tell ourselves. Yeah. It's like, no, this is fine. This is fine. I'm fine. Sometimes <laughs> like, I, uh, yeah, because sometimes I just feel like I have to say yes to everything. Mm -hmm. And last week in therapy, actually, my therapist was like, well, why don't you, instead of, because then I was like, I don't like saying no, but she was like, well, why don't you not say no, but when you first get the question just say like hey can i get back to you and you could think about it mm -hmm. and then you know then you'll either feel good about the yes or you'll like you don't feel rushed into it i feel like i'm often rushed into a yes because i don't want to say no yeah i'm you know this, what that means? i'm this i'm the same way i can't say no to work yeah so anytime somebody's like hey you want to do this or i'm always like yeah yeah i want to do that and yeah. then all of a sudden i'm like 
You yeah, know, like, I'll look at my calendar and be like, oh, shit, I have so much to do. You're like, I don't have time to eat. That's my biggest thing. I skip food all the time, which is bad. And then I eat shitty food because that's all that's available at 1 a.m. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then that's bad. But, you know, all that being said, I'm I'm glad that you said yes to this podcast. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> I had to say I'm not doing any more podcasts in March. Uh, and then I was like, not that I, I necessarily do so many, but it's a busy season for podcasts, which I never thought I would say that sentence, but somehow, uh, yeah, I'm, that's <laughs> well, somehow podcasts have become like comedy shows. Like it, it, it used to be like, you know, here and there you do them. I feel like people book you on them, like the way they do shows, which is just like, come do this thing this week, mm-hmm. as opposed to like, here's this show I've like been writing for a long, I don't know. None of this is to complain. Wow. I feel like I'm really shooting myself in the foot because I like doing podcasts. I just have a busy March. Okay, I'll do yeah. your podcast in April. <laughs> <laughs> Get to me now with your podcast request for April, and then oh, and then we'll God. work something out. Oh, God. I'm the worst. Um, no, no, I totally get it. We do like f- fucking five a week. I think I don't. Yeah, know. well, you because then you guys have your own. And yeah, that's yeah, a for lot sure. already. Yeah. Um, well, I do want to start on a positive note. I like to ask my guests for a good confession because not all confessions are bad. So it's just something positive in your life, a quick little humble brag. Um, what's your good confession? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> or something you're excited I about, really something that think... makes you happy, just something that brings a smile oh, to your uh, face. Well, um, something that brings me joy, something that sparks joy. Yeah. Um, I'm doing uh, the Unpop show tonight. Oh, that's a great show. Yeah. Adam Todd um, Brown. Adam Todd Brown. Also Radio. been a guest. Oh, cool. Talked about smoking crack. <laughs> It's a good episode. <laughs> Go listen he, to it. He wrote some. He's he's written some pretty great columns about that period of his life. Oh my god! That are that are they're funny, but they're so like I need, I should listen to that that episode. It's funny because it was like I smoked crack twice, uh, <laughs> and then that's it. So only I, he's the only guy I know who has ever. But just it's not even like sometimes I've heard people be like I've done heroin once, and I was like and that's it. I just wanted to get it off the bucket list, and I never did it again. But just to be like, no, I did it a few times, and then it's it was cool. Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> That's not for me. Yeah. Um, actually, he, he I, I thought it was really cool because there's this author, or I, I don't know. I guess she's an author, but she's like kind of like a personality, uh, Jenny Mullen. She's mm-hmm. married to Jason Biggs. But I read her book. I think she's really funny. And uh, in, in the thank you section, uh, Adam Todd Brown's credit. Oh, really? Okay. So, and I was working at Cracked, and he was there at the time. And I was like, why are you in this book? This is so cool. Like, I, she's, <laughs> I think she's so funny. Yeah, I've, I've, I've not met her, but I've seen her name around. Yeah, she's really funny. She, I put her in the Chrissy Teigen category. It's so weird saying Teigen, but I think that's how she pronounces it. Really? She corrected everyone on Twitter, but also she could totally be trolling just right. as a joke. She could just be whatever. I could totally see a world where she's trolling everyone and then just be like, what? I didn't say that. <laughs> like, <laughs> Delete tweet. <laughs> yeah. Like, why the hell would it be pronounced that way? Oh my god, that would be so funny. I should just tell all my followers that my name is pronounced like, like you guys, I've been holding this in too long. My name has been pronounced wrong all these years. Like Teresa or it's, something. Yeah, it, it's actually ter- Teresa and uh it really bothers me. It's culturally insensitive. <laughs> no. It's 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 actually pronounced Trace. Yeah, it's it's actually pronounced goddess. Um <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, that went off track. <laughs> uh, well, actually, so this is all about, like, it's a confession podcast, but sort of inspired by therapy and just, mm-hmm. like, being able to get stuff off your chest. What do you do in your life? Like, do you have a confidant or when you have stuff kind of that you want to talk about, uh, who do you talk to about it? Well, I mean, I've got, you know, I, I do go to therapy. Um, not that, not as often as I should. <laughs> 
Um, everybody's on their own timeline. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's uh, I, I I cancel a lot. Oh, okay, <laughs> but that's also a form of self care. Yeah, that's true. Um, when or do you cancel out of fear, like oh you get um scared going, or it's more just like I got too busy. Um, it's a little both. Okay. So sometimes I'll cancel just because like, I don't want to do this today. Gotcha. And other times I'll be like, I shouldn't have said okay to this Mm. time. Um, it's again, it's the thing where I can't like, Yeah. it's the same sort of thing where I'll get like, you know, invitations to do work or or shows or something. I'll be like, yeah, sure. And then my therapist will be like, you want to come in? I'll be like, yeah, sure. (laughs) It's the same problem. Um, and then, you know, also my wife. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah, she's great. Yeah, yeah she is. <laughs> I know. I'm not just saying that randomly. Uh, yeah, yeah, people no. <laughs> who are listening I'm just like, what? What a creep. Um, uh, what, how long have you been going to therapy? Um, oh. Uh, like, did you start as an adult or was it kind of like- I started as an adult, yeah. Um, probably about 10 years ago. Oh, okay. Wow. So that's a good chunk of time. Yeah, I stopped going for a while. Um, I, this, I started back when I lived uh, on the East Coast in Virginia. Mm-hmm. Um and I had to go pretty regularly. Um, and here uh, in LA, I, I've I've done therapy. I've also done a treatment center. You know, mm-hmm. I've been hospitalized before um, for issues. <laughs> so um, it's a it's a thing that I need to be better about i guess i don't know i don't think there's a right way to do therapy but the the i find the most effective way is just to want to get better mm-hmm. um and that can take many different forms because mm-hmm. I, I think there's times when i'm like yeah i'll go because it's scheduled but then i'm like i don't want to i don't want to get into it and then it just becomes a nothing session right yeah but then the times when i really do feel like i'm doing work is when i'm like going into it it sounds so dumb but it's almost like doing homework i'll write down a list of like what do i want to work on this week and then it seems silly to be like, oh, I got to work on my listening issues. But then I go in and I bring it up and then you talk through what's the root of this, where is it coming from? And then, then I do feel like then I'm doing a little bit of work. Yeah, that's my biggest problem is I, I don't it's I don't want to admit to the problems <laughs> that I'm having. So it I do I have written down like things this is these 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 are the things I want to talk about. And like more often than not, I get too anxious to bring them up. Yeah, but that's normal. I mean, it's hard. I mean, it's a part of life is like we don't want to look within and then not in a bad way, but it's just like, yeah, because it's it's scary. I don't like it. I don't like feeling like I'm very I feel like I'm very honest with people around me, but I'm not always honest with myself. Mm -hmm. But then you can't really be honest with people around you if you're not honest with yourself. That's true. Yeah, because then you're putting on this different version of yourself where you're like, yeah, yeah, it's cool. Like even saying like, I'm fine with something that I'm not Mm -hmm. in my mind. I'm like, oh, I'm letting that person have a better like experience. So that should be good. Right. Mm -hmm. But actually what happens then if I'm not okay with something is I bottle it up and that comes out in different, different ways. Yeah. So at the end of the day, I'm like actually confronting uh, a problem I have. Like if I'm like, Hey, I'm not cool with the the tone you used here. I, you might not have meant it, but it's been bothering me for weeks. You know, like, <laughs> why did she say that? Like, um, I've been losing sleep, <laughs> but that happens sometimes if someone says something in a way where you're like, why did they say that? Oh yeah. And then you're like, if you really think about it, you're like, there's no way they really meant anything by mm-hmm. it, but it still bothers you. So it's almost better to bring it up and have that like uncomfortable moment where you're like, hey, I, it felt like you were belittling me and maybe you didn't mean it, but blah, blah, blah. Then then they'll be like, oh, I didn't 
mean it. Or they might be like, I did. And you're like, great, you're not my friend, you know? <laughs> right. Like, but yeah, way, I did. I'm glad you brought it up. <laughs> but it's good to have that uh, confrontation, I think. But. Yeah. Yeah. I do worry. Like, I, there is a need in me for my therapist to like me. Oh, so, sure. Like, yeah. I <laughs> so I get even more nervous about, like, admitting to, like, just the... Uh, just the I don't know the bag of cats that's yeah. <laughs> in my head all the time but do I feel like therapists secretly want want more stuff to work with so like yeah right like because they love to untangle I don't know but um, I would guess they if you put a version that's like the likable like because uh, everyone's got shit but if you put the version where you're like this is the uh, p- part I present to the world mm-hmm. they're gonna be like okay well there's not much I can do with this right like I'll go talk about the problems that are like cool right you're like, like the oh problems. man <laughs> I got so much pussy it sucks <laughs> what do I do <laughs> I'm cool hell yeah <laughs> that is not a sentence I have ever said <laughs> Um, um, that's funny. I <laughs> I don't know if I want my therapist to like me. I just, I want her to figure me out before I figure myself out, if that makes sense. Even though really mm-hmm. the point is for you to just talk things through. I want her to be like, here's your problem. Mm-hmm. But they're not, they don't, because there's not, it's not really black and white. Like No, that. we all want that goodwill hunting moment, but it's yeah. not going to happen. The most breakthrough, I had breakthroughs recently, and it was just realizing that, like, like everybody's uh I mean this sounds so dumb but it it's very basic but everybody's reality is different mm-hmm. even though we think like there's this objective reality we all live in it's it just it's not like it's like yes there are certain things that are true like whatever this is green right this core that I'm pointing at for people listening is green mm-hmm. but uh, and even that could not be true, right? If people are colorblind. Right, like that's the, right. that one, that's also the, the thought experiment where it's like, well, what if what you th- say is green looks completely different to me, but I still agree that it's green? Like, yeah. you know. But even let's assume that green is green, like whatever. Okay. Um, so, but even that, it's like you might have an emotional connection to the color green that I don't. And mm-hmm. you're not going to like carry that hourly, right? You're not like mo- most like socially adjusted people aren't going to be like, oh, the, the poster was blue of the room where I first got my heart broken. I'm, they're not going to like actively present that mm-hmm. because they're like yes i push it down but that's it oh that's interesting <laughs> but Great. they're gonna carry it somehow yeah. it's gonna come out in some ways so like that already is gonna affect a mood and a vibe and it's all these things together that affect your reality and it's not that it's not true it's not like anybody's is more real than another it's just that they're just different mm-hmm. there's you know six billion different realities on yeah, the planet right now that's so crazy <laughs> it's, it's actually brother like green's actually a soothing color for me green reminds me of uh being a kid Oh, okay. Uh, because green is like Ninja Turtles and dinosaurs. Like that's immediately what it makes me think oh, wow. of. Wow. So it's like I, you know, and I, I didn't even think about it until you pointed out. It's like, well, you might have attached something to the color green. I'm like, do I? I do. <laughs> <laughs> See, I wouldn't have thought that. I don't have that. I do like the color green, but I generally like bright colors. They, mm-hmm. And I'm sure there are some scientific studies that are like these colors make you feel more this way. But those are all broad. Like Ninja Turtles is so specific. Mm-hmm. Dinosaurs, that's so specific. That's like a Tom specific. <laughs> it is, yeah. Um, well, yeah, let's talk about uh, what your childhood. I love talking, unpacking stuff you liked growing up. So you watch a lot of cartoons? Um, I watched some cartoons. We lived in Germany. Uh, so like I would get, they, we only had one English language channel, it was BBC. Okay. Um, so our grandparents would have to mail us like just these marathon tapes of cartoons they would have they taped off of you know disney channel or whatever uh-huh. so we actually didn't have too many cartoons <laughs> um we'd have to go like rent them and stuff but like were there german cartoons probably but you, there was you uh, uh not not really like <laughs> uh, 
I can understand a little bit of it, but like um, Danger Mouse, that was a big one because oh, okay. it's was a British, Russian. No, it's a British, British. cartoon. Okay. Um, so we would have to like wait for all of our cartoons to get imported. <laughs> um, and the first Ninja Turtles we got, we actually had to mail order. Wow. Um, and it took forever. I mean, it was probably like you know six to eight weeks, but when you're um, five, that is forever. Yeah. I mean, that's a long time now. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> Amazon comes in two days. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Like if it's some if something takes longer than a week, you're like emailing customer service. Um. So. Uh, what, what, how, wait, so you were in Germany, mm-hmm. f- uh, were you, was your family in the military? Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. that makes sense. Um, it's, a, it's a weird, it's actually a weird, uh, overlap. My family, uh, my dad was in the Navy, and also I have family that lives in Germany. Oh, okay. So it's, I have like five German cousins. Do you connect to, um, like German culture? Not really. Um, a little. <laughs> I, mean, I was going to ask what German like childhood stories there are, but I think a lot of them are the same ones, right? Because it's like Hans Christian Andersen. Uh, he's from Denmark. Oh, but, okay. Um, mm-hmm. It like Grimm's fairy tales. Sure, yeah. Um, so it's sort of the same vibe. The Struhlpater. I know they did a whole <laughs> thing on The Office about it, but that's like a real story. So do you, were you <laughs> told different like lore growing up? No. I mean, my parents are American, so it's like. But like um oh, okay well I mean I was told both but. Uh, American stories, but also a lot of Taiwanese and Chinese stories, and so I met, I didn't separate them necessarily. But mm-hmm. now, as an adult, I realize like, oh, there's certain things like there's the Hugupuo um, story that my grandma used to tell me, which was similar to the Big Bad Wolf, but it's like this grandma tiger, I think. And honestly, I don't know how much she embellished and how much is like what other Chinese kids heard because I'm like I don't you know everybody mm-hmm. changes it, so I'm like I don't know if it. I think there's some version of this uh, in Chinese culture. I don't know how much. Me- Please don't at me if it's wrong. (laughs) The version she told me was this grandma who, like, like kind of like a big bad wolf, pretended to babysit these two kids. It was super scary because, you know, she, uh, you know, was trying to eat them. But Mm -hmm. at one point, she does eat the toes of one of the siblings Mm -hmm. and is like just eating them at night and the sister's like what's that noise and she's like oh it's like a snack and then she realizes it's the toes and it's really fucked up (laughs) (laughs) and then they but they're using their wits and smarts um they're able to outsmart her and Mm. but i think they have her she goes up a tree and they burn it and then she can't get down so there's a triumph at the end but hearing that i was like what the fuck uh (laughs) yeah And then as an adult, I'm like, oh, that's crazy because I heard that story a lot growing up. And also I heard like Cinderella and other American mm-hmm. tales. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I, but then I'm like, a lot of people don't know that one. So it's No, just... I haven't heard that one. <laughs> um, I've, heard, I've, I've heard like versions of it. Like Long know? Popo, I think, is the Cantonese version, mm-hmm. which is like a wolf. But uh, yeah, it's... <laughs> yeah. Our biggest exposure to German culture was my aunt would send us board games, that uh, German board games, um, which are a huge thing in Germany. Like uh-huh. uh, they're if if anyone is is a is a big board game person uh, there's a big company called Ravensburger and they publish this like you know award winning world famous games and anyway she would send us those for you know like birthdays and christmas and stuff and then mm-hmm. translate the rules for us so it was oh, like we'd have nice. these like crazy ass german games that's but cool. uh, with the rules translated so that was like the extent of my exposure to german culture really uh, cuz we you know we lived on a base yeah. in in west germany at the time Okay, but that's nice. The translation, like, as a kid, you don't think about it. But then now you're, I mean, that sounds like, like, oh, how loving to, like, take the time to translate Mm -hmm. a game for your grandkids. That's really cool. Uh, 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 My aunt, so. Oh, your aunt, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, wow. Well, is there anything you would like to tell me, Tom? Okay, well, I almost got expelled from high school. Um, 
for sabotaging a mass mailing. Um, and I denied it to the, to the faces of my parents. Uh, and of course I fucking did it. Uh, I've not admitted it to anyone. Oh, wow. that, I've actually, that I never admitted that I actually did it to anyone. Exclusive. You heard it here first. That's right. Yeah. If anyone, if anyone from my school is listening. Let's get into this. Uh, let's unpack this. So when you say mass mailing, can you elaborate? Yeah. I went to a private high school. Okay. Um, Catholic? No. no. Uh, it was, um, yeah, not Catholic. Okay, I don't know. <laughs> there that's, was a Catholic. That's what was... I think when I hear a private school a lot. Oh no, no, no! Uh, they're not. I mean, there was a there was a Christian school right down the street, but uh, no, not all private schools are, are um, parochial. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's the right word. Parochial? I'm not sure. I don't know. It sounds delicious, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a biscuit. It does. You, you like dip in in coffee I'll have or your something. Chocolate covered parochial, please. <laughs> Um, so I was in detention. <laughs> okay. I, I was, this is when I was in like 11th grade, I think, or okay. it might've been when I was a senior. I was pretty, um, out of control. Like I got real into like punk culture and skater culture and was just like, um, I would just do dumb pranks all the time. What was your, uh, skate, skate clothing brand of preference? Uh, Vans. Okay. And Element. Element. That mm-hmm. was like the. There was oh, an cool, Airwalks. Oh yeah, yeah. There was a cool kid who wore an Element shirt like every day, and I was like, <laughs> Element's so cool. And then I bought uh, Etnies, and then people called me a poser for buying Etnies. <laughs> oh, whatever, <laughs> Mr. Element. Yeah, we all bought these clothes at the same Pacific Sunwear. Yeah, sir. we were all professional skateboarders. So <laughs> right. No, I've like never, nobody. Will, <laughs> no, I've I mean, never so, skated. Maybe in my a life. few people were, but. <laughs> It's so funny to be like an 11 year old calling another 11 year old a poser because one person has maybe like owns this. You know what I mean? It's like no, no, right. if you're a professional, just yeah, and it's just like, let them have a thing and maybe they'll get good in five years. I don't know. Right. Like, we're, it's, we're, we're 11, we're yeah. all aware of the brands that we see advertised. So, yeah. like, none, it's, none of us is like exposing some indie band or something that you know, like, we're not like digging deep to, to find real specific personal likes here, yeah. Um, no, so I was doing like jackass style stuff uh-huh. all the time. Like I would just dive into couches or, uh, and then also more destructive pranks. <laughs> um, I don't remember if such speci- as um, destructive to yourself or destructive to property or destructive to myself and also to property. Um, <laughs> I would. Um, wow, what's one? Okay, uh, I really fucked up this car. Okay. That was. Um, there was a, a, a parking lot that was just for seniors. Uh-huh. So um, occasionally like a junior or a sophomore would park in it. So it was like fair game. <laughs> so, <laughs> I like, you know, I just, I, I dumped soda all over it and, and TP'd it and stuff. Um, and it was, it, they made a big deal out of it because like soda can eat through paint. I'm like, fuck you, just take it to the car wash. It's fine. Um, and like the, our Dean was like, so he hated me so much. <laughs> like he took me aside. He's like, you know, you're, we're going to, I'm telling you right now, we're going to find out who did this. I'm like, uh-huh. He's like, you know how, you know why? Cause people are going to talk. People are going to talk in the lunchroom and it's going to get back to me. And we're going to figure <laughs> out who did it. I'm like, well, I sure hope you do. <laughs> like, was, he's trying to break you down. Right. Like, <laughs> I don't know what. 
What I was he thought he was on NYPD Blue or something. It is funny when high school kids do stuff to cars because I think high school kids have so little understanding of how expensive things are. Like even now, I'm like the car that I have is the most expensive thing I own, and I don't even For sure. fully own it yet. You know, I'm still like paying it back. Oh, I finally, so like, I finally paid off my car like two years ago. Congratulations! Oh, thanks. It's a it's a 1998 uh-huh. <laughs> Toyota Camry that cost me $5,000. I mean, it's a, just a stable, sturdy car. It is. It is. It's also 20 odd years old yeah. now, and it's really, really starting to show its age. Um, but like, there were people in my high school who would like key, like key cars mm-hmm. or like brag about how they slash the tires of mm-hmm. their ex because they're like, it's funny, I saran wrapped this car, I did this. And and now I'm like, oh God, that's awful. Like these 15, 16 year olds are like destroying probably yeah, their parents' yeah. money. <laughs> like yeah. these are, they're hundreds of dollars more, you know, whatever. Every, you know, but, uh, but it was just a fun games because you watch a music video and they do it in a music right, video. Right. Yeah. Um, I didn't do anything that harmful to, to cars. <laughs> the, the worst I did was dump soda on it and they made a yeah, huge deal fine. out of it. Um, Bird a, poops on car all the time. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, I put a garbage can on the flagpole. Um, <laughs> How'd you climb up? You don't climb up. I can't. Oh. I, I'll tell you off. Uh, oh, okay. I'll tell you off, Mike, how you do right, it. Right. This is like in Breaking Bad where they don't actually show. They purposefully mix up how to make meth so people can't do it. Exactly. We don't tell you how to put garbage cans on flagpoles because yeah, we're responsible. I've been sworn here. to secrecy. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a thing. My, it was. It was a. It was a gag my stepdad did in high school, and then oh, he okay. told me how to do it with the caveat. It's oh, like it's the family recipe, right? You, you pass it there down. You, you don't tell anyone. <laughs> um, and once you hear how you do it, you're like, of course. And you can probably Google it. So your um, family was mischievous, or it runs. Yes, okay. yeah. Um, and then I just something, I, I just something clicked in me. Uh, this was also when my depression was at its worst. Okay. Um, so um, I was crazy anorexic. Um, I probably I was the same height that I am right now, but I probably weighed about 140 pounds. Were in you high school. aware of of that, or yes. sort of coming out in ways? Oh, okay. Yeah, it was it was deliberate. Gotcha. Um, and. It just something clicked in me that was just like, oh, none of these people can do anything to me. Mm-hmm. Like no, none of this, the faculty. It's like, what are they going to do? Like put me in detention? Like I don't. <laughs> so I just abruptly stopped respecting any any authority figure in school. Um, and it, I mean, it, it not in a, it wasn't good. <laughs> Did it feel good for a moment of like that realization that you, you could break this rule and they couldn't do anything? Yeah, it was real. Ni- I was real nihilistic. Like it yeah. was just like I don't like I didn't was like planning freedom to go to college. Like I wasn't. I was not planning on being alive at after high school. So well, I'm it was, glad you are. Like, well, thank you. <laughs> but I just to just to get you into the mindset that I was in. Like yeah. I did not care. <laughs> sure. And a lot of this probably was ways. I mean, I mean, sure you were sort of aware of it, but I'm sure you're now as an adult more even more aware of like how, how much co- of it was coping too, right? Of like needing control and yes. feeling like if I wreak havoc, it's like I have even if it's destructive, like I did it it's as freedom. opposed to yeah, yeah. someone else doing it to me mm-hmm. or something. Yeah, it was it was a way of trying to like rebel, I guess, or take like you said, take control of of like the the depression and the stuff that I was going through. It was just like. Well, I, I don't know. It, you're, you're probably onto something. It was just, yeah, I just by acting out, it was like, well, I can just be this and because um, nothing matters. Like there was a, mm-hmm. there, it, it kind of, I thought it made me feel better. It really didn't because this is not a healthy way to, to, sure. to deal with your feelings. But being like nothing matters, like seriously, it doesn't. That was a very, I was definitely using that to cope for sure. For sure. So, t- how how do we get from car soda to mailing mass mailing list? I think, I think I was in detention 
for it might have been cutting class. It might have been putting a thumbtack on somebody's seat, which I did. <laughs> um, that was the most harmful thing I ever did, like legit. Uh-huh. Um, which is funny when you think, because it's such like a like a comic strip, like old timey cartoon prank yeah. to do. Like I think you literally see it in like Warner Brothers cartoons and stuff. But it's like you're, yeah, it draws blood. Like it's not yeah, a funny ouch. prank. Like I immediately felt bad <laughs> after I after I after I did it. But that is when you should learn is when you're under 18. Like, I, I think it, not that it's a good thing to do, but if if you mm-hmm. have that, like, inclination, it's do it when you're a kid, learn it's bad because you feel bad, mm-hmm. and then it won't grow into this thing as an adult. Because mm-hmm. some people don't ever learn that, that um, hurting others feels bad. Yeah. And then they just continue, like, that part's stunted. But I, I do think everyone has a moment like that in some way or another when they're a kid where they want to, like, they push it too far and then mm-hmm. they realize how bad it feels. And yeah. then so then, like, oh, I don't want to do it, not because it's bad and I'll get in trouble, but because it made me feel bad. Right. Because, yeah, because you actually experienced that, like, oh, no, I don't like that. Like, yeah. So, I, yeah, that was the most out, everything else was pretty self destructive. That was the most uh-huh. harmful thing I ever actually did to another person. Um, so it was for something dumb like that. I was I was in detention, um, and they had me and three other people uh, in the headmaster's office st- stuffing envelopes for a mass mailing. Um, it was a private school, so they would regularly send out mass mailings to uh, alumni. Yeah. Um, alumnus is singular. That's right. <laughs> um, to uh, ask for money. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, I get those calls from NYU all the time, oh, and I just say I'm in a meeting, and I hang up. <laughs> I still am paying back my loans. I'm sorry. But right. Like, I've been paying on my student loan for over a decade now. That number has not changed. Yeah. <laughs> I did donate to them when I first graduated. Not a lot. I like It was under 100, but I, I did it because I was like, I'm going to get calls for the rest of my life, and I want to do, like, I'm happy to graduate. I'm proud, and I'm a little bit grateful. So I was like, let me pay a little bit now. And then I was like, and then I'm going to deny all your calls until I actually make money. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, that, the, neither my college or my high school, they learned to stop contacting yeah. me. The, 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 the Alumni Association contacted me one time after graduation <laughs> to ask me what I was doing, and I said I was an aeronautical engineer. <laughs> <laughs> and they printed it in their newsletter. <laughs> oh, my God. I love that. <laughs> yeah. And then afterwards, they're like, oh, he was lying. <laughs> oh, my God. I think it was This American Life where they um, uh, they talked about the MSG. Mm-hmm. So, did you hear this one? So, you know how, like, people say there's Chinese food syndrome? Apparently, it all started. It's fake. It's been disproved that MSG mm-hmm. makes you whatever, but yeah. sick. Or, I mean, it can if you're allergic, but not inherently. But right. someone had written an article years ago about it, and that's what started the frenzy. And then this episode talked about this old man who called his school. He was, like, on the alumni board and said, admitted that he wrote it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then he died, and it turned out that that was a hoax. He didn't write it. <laughs> there was a real doctor who wrote it. Um, it's since been disproved, but it was a real letter. Mm-hmm. But they made a whole thing. They published it in the alumni books. He had interviews on t- TV shows saying how he, it was a prank that he did. Yeah. And they it's just so funny that they didn't even check. No, no, they don't vet any of that stuff. It's the, they, they just assume. As soon as I heard that story, I was like, oh, this guy's lying. This is an old man. I'm like, how would you? I'm just insane. Right. But. <laughs> so you, okay, so you filled, you, what were you putting in? How, how did you ruin these mailers? Mm. Okay, so uh, we were stuffing envelopes. Um, so I started uh, at some point during, because we were doing this for like two hours. 
at some point during the detention, I just started, I took a pen and just started writing shit on uh-huh. the on the letters as I put them in. And I write stuff like blow me and like, don't send money, <laughs> like in all caps, don't send money and stuff in there. And Help this, me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I should have written like a, uh, a ransom <laughs> message. Um, the kid n- next to me, um, so the, there were four of us in this detention. Two of them were in a, like the grade right below me, and then there was like this real young kid, because uh-huh. uh, my my the high school that I went to was a mix of middle and and high school, so there were seventh graders in there. So he was like oh, wow. seventh eighth grade, and he's looking at me. He's like, "Are we supposed to write stuff?" And I just said, "Shh." Oh my god! <laughs> and that kid didn't dime me out. Oh, good for him! Yeah, because <laughs> they seriously. Uh, grilled all four of us. Wow! <laughs> after uh, after the mailers went out, like these got sent out. People opened these and received them. Um, uh, the headmaster lost his mind. Um, this is the kind of thing that if social media had been a thing, this is why I'm like social media is fun, but I also don't know if it, it rewards the right people because right. you would have 100 percent been like a hero on Twitter. Like people have been, this kid wrote blah blah blah, and then they've been funny, and someone, some alumni would have found it funny, and then yeah, like the school would, would obviously have been mad, but right, then you would have been like a, a little hero, like just a mischievous little boy hero. Yeah, I'm glad the shit I did. It's good that it wasn't, <laughs> wasn't but it's just funny to be like that's the times have changed so much. Yeah, to so that how did you get caught? Credit, nobody, or you didn't? Nobody, get I caught. didn't get caught. So what was that like? Were you like waiting with bated breath because you? You you knew that sooner or later they would ask you. I you figured just like it, like a few days went by. Uh-huh. Obviously, I, I figured it would come back to me. But I like uh-huh. like I said, I was very much in the I don't care. Like I sure. seriously didn't care. Um, so it was maybe a week later that they um, called every all four of us who were, had been in detention in one at a time to the dean's office and explained what happened. Or I think they got us, they did, they did some real like, um, fucking homicide life on the streets <gasps> interrogate. Like they would pair us up and then get different what? people together doing it. Cause they were like, we know one of you did this and they fucking knew it was me <laughs> because I had this, you know, I had this history of, of doing these asinine mm-hmm. stunts all the time. Um, so they, yeah, he just, the, the dean just knew it was me. Um, but they couldn't prove it. And <laughs> like I said, uh, obviously the two uh, uh, people who are closer to me in age wouldn't say anything. So right. Like, but, and then, but that little guy, that little guy could have narked on me and he didn't. But he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, kept, he kept his lips sealed. <laughs> Wish I remembered that kid's name. And now he's working for the CIA. <laughs> right. He's probably like on the Supreme Court now. <laughs> <laughs> um. So it it turned into a huge thing. Like they eventually stopped um, questioning anybody else but me. Okay. Because again, they knew it was me. Um, and were they threatening you? What yes. were they? Okay. They were like, "We are going to expel you. We're going to get a handwriting expert to confirm that it's you, <laughs> and you're going to be expelled." And you were like, "Whatever." I yeah, I was like, "Yeah," but like my parents were like, I was. My my parents were obviously very upset. Sure. <laughs> and I started to feel a little bad uh-huh. because it was like, oh, if I get, they spent money, this is like, they spent money to send me here. Like I felt, that's what I felt bad about was sure. like, oh, I'm kind of throwing my parents' money out if I get thrown out for something dumb like this. You thought, because it was kind of like a victimless crime uh, effort. Right, like and who then, cares? Yeah. Um, 
like somebody is going to open that mail and like clutch the pearls. Like, oh, come on. Like how <laughs> many? make me want to give if some, it's reverse psychology. Honestly, better marketing. I don't like giving money when people ask for money. Right. <laughs> if someone was like, don't give me money, I'd be like, oh, uh, uh, watch me. <laughs> yeah, right. Like if you open the it, it's like, hmm, I like this school's attitude. <laughs> They're real smash mouth in your face. We're doing fine. Don't give us money. <laughs> yeah. You could give us money if you want to. That's how I get my mom to give me money. I'm like, don't give me money, mom. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, there we wound up having to have several meetings. Like they kept bringing my parents in um, and my, my parents were uh, separated at this point and both mm-hmm. had been remarried. So they would bring both sets of parents in, like oh, wow. my mom and my stepdad and then my dad and my stepmom, uh-huh. all four in to have oh, my God. like me sitting there. It was <laughs> it was like it was seriously like um like uh two teams of lawyers arguing with each other and me just sitting there <laughs> like what did that feel like like was um I don't know if uh, you were acting out or coping because of anything happening at home, but was it nice to have your parents give you attention or was did you feel shamed at the time of like having all this commotion over you? Um, again, I felt bad about I felt bad about how more of how me being expelled would affect my parents. Gotcha. Um, but I, it wasn't anything that like I didn't um, I wasn't like looking for attention at home. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was like. So it was almost like, oh, the collateral or uh, right, damage yeah, that like, you didn't mean I, I to I lived them. a very separate life from my parents. Uh-huh. Like um, they never really knew. I mean, they knew my friends and stuff, but they didn't really know what was going on with me at school or anything like that because I was a pretty good student. Yeah. So like I wasn't like failing. Yeah. Um, yeah, because you, well, I mean, we talked about this offline, but you, you're, you are in gifted programs, right? I was, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so... That's almost, I think that's actually pretty common when kids are doing well, they don't always get the attention they need. Like, you know, it seems like emotionally you were struggling with stuff, but because mm-hmm. grades were coming fine, teachers aren't going to alert your parents. No. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't like, I didn't, it wasn't, uh, I didn't like resent my parents or anything. Mm-hmm. Over, it was just like, I was, I was more um, feeling sort of like socially outcast even though that wasn't the case at all i had plenty of friends um i it was all it was mostly self-inflicted sure um did they ever ask you about stuff like this and then or or you just didn't really talk to them about mm -mm. no i didn't talk to them about it um i don't think they knew like i don't think they they never even commented on um this is a pretty heavy set kid for a while Mm -hmm. and they and then you know like I said, I was went very anorexic. Uh, they never even commented on how much weight I lost. Wow. Um, so I'm not sure um, they knew how, mu- how much I was struggling at the time. Have you talked about it with them since? No. Gotcha. <laughs> uh, it's sometimes so hard to talk. Yeah. yeah it really is because, I mean, I, I didn't talk to my parents about stuff like that no. in high school at all. And mm-hmm. ba- barely now, but yeah. there's been times as adults where my mom would just be like, were you depressed? And I'm like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> like, I mean, like, I want to tell you the truth, but God, this is like not comfortable for me. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like my mom will come to me now and be like, I've, I, you, I, I left you kids to be raised by wolves. Like it was so, like she feels bad now that she was. I think they know, but it's hard for them to fully confronted right they don't want to yeah. know or so anyways so yes yeah, so it was it, 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 it's like 
like the social network, you know, that scene where he's sure. got so many people <laughs> and he's just sitting there like a big piece of shit <laughs> with his two teams of people arguing. Um, so it got to the point where, yeah, they were they were threatening to bring in handwriting experts. And then my parents were like, well, if you get a handwriting expert, we should we should be able to have our own handwriting expert because, you know, that's mm-hmm. that is such a unreliable field. Yeah. Um, Good on them. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, they were, <laughs> they were on it. <laughs> they really went to bat for me, which well, is why I've, I started to feel worse <laughs> about it because they were really going but to bat for me. they probably knew you did it, right? Or you don't think they did? I don't know. I told I told them I didn't. Sure. <laughs> like right to their face. I was like, nope. That's funny. Did- and, and they already didn't like, like I had a previous run in with a teacher and uh, the dean and they already really didn't like the dean. Gotcha. Um, so the fact that I was constantly in trouble with the dean, um, mm-hmm. I think that also colored this for them too because they just didn't like him. What did the dean want you to do? Just admit it? That was it? Because he was trying to, like, A, he was threatening to expel you if you did it, and then B, he was asking you to admit it. So, like, logically, it wouldn't make sense to confess even if you wanted to. Right, of course. So what was he hoping for? <laughs> he wanted to get, he wanted he to get He just wanted at, to expel you. Right, yeah, he wanted to prove that I did it and kick me out because <laughs> <laughs> he didn't like my ass. <laughs> for good reason, I mean. <laughs> this guy needs to learn some tactics because, really, it doesn't seem like he would want yeah, to I mean, he's, he's, he's the headmaster now. Oh. Um, <laughs> um so yeah, it's it just it kept escalating like um I don't remember if if actual lawyers were ever I know my parents never brought in any lawyers, but um I think once it got to that point they backed off. Where yeah. my parents were like we're going to get our own handwriting expert and then we're going to get lawyers in here to make sure that, you know, to make sure that the exams are done the way that they would be sure. done. Like, it started to become a freaking criminal case. <laughs> well, but it's not. I mean, it's um, silly, but it's not. Because th- th- your parents were smart in that, like, your high school record will affect your college. Which of course. Will affect yeah, your, yeah, yeah. The rest of your yeah, life. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, sometimes teachers have a, like, whatever, a grudge against a student. And they're just like, ah, I want to fuck over their life. But it's like, just, I don't know. Like, obviously something's going on in this kid's <laughs> life. Like, you're an adult. Like, right, yeah. Maybe you should help him out. Like, nah. deal with, like, he's acting out. Maybe you should be kind and figure out what it is instead of trying to expel him and ruin his life when he's, like, a child. Like, yeah. you're not an adult. Like, No, no, no. I was 17. Um, it's like when, when parents are, I mean, like, obviously your parents are on your side, but sometimes parents will get mad at their kids for acting out. In this case, it was like, your teacher's getting mad. You can't really get mad at a child for acting out because it usually is a sign that something else it means is, something, is lacking. Yeah. It's like getting mad at a car for breaking down because you didn't take it to the shop. Like, mm-hmm. it's like your car oil light was on. <laughs> yeah, for, you've been ignoring the check yeah. engine light, and then you were like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" And it's like, I don't know. It was like crying for help. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. it just needed you. I was <laughs> blinking my light for help. <laughs> yeah, and you wouldn't help me. Yeah, you um, were just a car needing help. Exactly. I just needed my oil changed. Um, yeah, that's a good point. I never, I had never thought about it like that. I always thought about it as kind of like a funny. A funny story because it's it was such a huge blow up over to to me something that re- is really dumb like yeah com- really like it is funny to think about the the action <laughs> itself because it's it's right. a funny prank and obviously you're a funny person so it's like a good origin story of your humor yeah I mean <laughs> it was just such a it's like really yeah <laughs> like, but of course you didn't think about it that way because when we we're kids we we do think we're fully grown because you don't know what. 
Oh yeah, no, I thought I knew life. everything. Yeah, yeah, and and you're as a teenager, you're pretty much like grown in terms of like you you're not like a little baby anymore. So you can feel like uh, you walk around, you can get on all the big rides, you can, whatever. So mm-hmm. you can drive. You yeah, could, <laughs> yeah. So you don't really feel that uh, you're so much younger or like inexperienced. But as mm-hmm. an adult looking back, and that's why it's always on the adult. Like that dean was an adult with a job with whatever responsibilities he pays taxes. Like I hope. Uh, but yeah, I assume <laughs> it's just like that. It's always on the adult because mm-hmm. you know, adults who treat kids like other adults when they're wrong, it's like, come on, man. Like, yeah, right. Come on. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that Diane Feinstein video, did you see that? I haven't. I've, oh, I've, my God. I, I, I haven't mean, watched it with the sound on. I mean, I don't want to get super political, like whatever your politics are, but the video itself is like very unfortunate because it's these kids who um, brought a poster into mm-hmm. her to be like, Blah, 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 we want this. And then she... And we want the climate to not be poisonous. But she talks to them like they're adults. Like she like belittles them. But she also does it in a way not... I don't think she she's belittling them because they're kids. That's almost... That would be better if she was like, oh, kids. Like she's belittling them the way you would belittle an adult who you think like, you're wrong, I'm right. I'm going to talk to you like we're equals. Mm-hmm. And that's what's so crazy because I'm like, these are children. Yeah. <laughs> You don't need to like prove yourself to them. Just yeah. they just came here to try out a thing and feel like they could talk to you. Like I, I do, I do. I had seen the the caption where she's like, "I I I know what I'm. I've been doing this for thirty years." I'm like, "Yeah, that's part of the problem." Yeah, <laughs> maybe we don't need lawmakers she's to like, be making laws for thirty years. <laughs> it's so insane, but it happens all the time. I yeah. think adults don't deal with their own shit growing up, and so they take it out on other people. But, yeah, yeah. I don't. Yeah, I, you're right. I don't understand the. I mean, I know I was, I had to like just from the, his point of view, the deans. I had to have been the most, just like insufferable. Like he was like, ah, oh, this son of a bitch. <laughs> like, but I never um, once did he reach out and say like, hey, let's talk about what's going no. on. Can I get you any help? What? Nope. So. Our our relationship was strictly adversarial. Hmm. It's the only time we ever talked about anything. So much so that. Um. Okay, let me finish. Let me finish yeah, this yeah, yeah. Mail, the mailing story, and then I'll and then I'll get to this this next bit. Um. Finally, what happened is they backed off, and then we didn't. You know, it was like, all right, we're we're gonna we're gonna let this lie because of sure. course it's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, a couple of weeks later, we got a, my dean called the house at okay. home, and he was like, you know, we've got some new information that's come to light. <laughs> And my mom couldn't deal with it. She was like, so my stepdad takes the phone. He's like, you're not going to call us about this again. This is done. Is that clear? (laughs) And the dean was like, yeah. (laughs) So stepdad. Yeah, he was fucking sick of it. Yeah, what the hell? He's treating it like the Golden State Killer or something? Right, (laughs) yeah. Some new evidence. New evidence. 23, they found my DNA on the envelope. Adnan for Saeed. He told yeah, they me something. <laughs> brought in a psychic. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was so much so that uh, the day of our graduation ceremony, when we were uh, all lined up, you know, ready to yeah. to walk into the auditorium to sit down and, you know, go through the ceremony and then go in. As we're lined up outside the uh, auditorium, he comes up to me and pulls me aside and he says, if you do anything, <laughs> you will not graduate. Oh, my God. I was like, okay, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> what do you think I'm going to do? <laughs> But I, I mean, yeah, uh-huh. I had, he was not incorrect. <laughs> well, had you planned something? No, no, no. no. I, but it, like, I, 
I hadn't planned anything, but my comment there, like, all right, what do you think I'm going to do? was like, he was not unjustified sure. in thinking I had something up my sleeve for, for graduation. What after this all happened? Did it change the? Did you continue pranking and or did yep. it change the way you? Um, I didn't do. I didn't do anything like that. Uh-huh. I would just do more stuff like um, stunts, really. Okay. Like uh, um, my friends and I figured out uh, uh, we were big into pro wrestling. We figured out there was a way you could take the plastic chairs and. <laughs> The plastic trays, I'm sorry, not oh, chairs. Okay. Plastic trays, uh, lunch trays, and there was a way you could hit somebody on the head with it. If you held it right and hit him in the right spot of the head, the tray would explode. Oh. And it doesn't hurt, uh-huh. but it looks devastating. <laughs> so we kept, we would keep, uh. me and my friends would do that all the time, just like in the middle of lunch or something, uh-huh. we'd pretend to have an argument and then one of us would just <laughs> smash. Um, so much oh, so sorry. they had to ha- they had an assembly about it. Oh they were like, God. we need people to stop because uh, the underclassmen saw us doing it. So they started doing That's it. So, so it's like they had to have a meeting to stop smashing the trays. Oh, my God. Um, and I would also like just dive over things or like grab a, a chair and just dive into a wall with it just like horizontally uh-huh. just to be a maniac. Was it always performative, like you, you know, to, around people to yeah. make them laugh and that sort of thing? To make them, to make people laugh, and also like I was, you know, this is around the time of like Jackass and Tom Green, and and mm-hmm. I was, you know, watching skate videos like CKY. Sure. Um, it was, it was, it was to make people laugh, but also to just, I like to see how people would react if I yeah. just did something completely insane. Um. Which is a very seventeen-year-old thing to do. <laughs> but also, the idea, like, because you're creative and you wanted to disrupt the equilibrium and you wanted to push the limits of the mm-hmm. world around you. Yeah. So I mean, like, that's it's funny because that's the kind of stuff where like teachers and people who are in their like structured discourage, but then in the long run, everyone rewards that behavior. Like the cre- not necessarily. Well, obviously, there's like sides to everything, but the idea of like in art, like pushing the limits of reality and mm-hmm. challenging the status quo. That's good instincts to have when you're creating and writing. Yeah, for sure. Um, that's definitely the seeds of it. Yeah, you're, yeah. you're right. That's good, the instincts to have. We, I would do stuff like that, like um, out at the mall, like I would just stand in place and like stare at a spot on the ceiling for like 15 sure. minutes. Just, just to see. <laughs> so people, would, people would invariably stop and, and look up. Uh-huh. And I'll never forget this one guy walked by with this little kid and the little kid goes like, what's he looking at? And her father was not having my bullet. He was like, he's not looking at anything. He's an asshole. (laughs) That's funny. I mean, yeah, I did shit like that too. Like I would, um, one time in class, I was very young. I think maybe third grade. I just started saying like, I'm weird. And I just said that and I wouldn't say anything else. Like the teacher would call me and be like, I'm weird. And then like to the point where she sent me to the principal, (laughs) anytime we're supposed to work on a group project. And then I just be like, I'm weird. I, I mean, what? Wow. I'm really painting myself as a very bizarre kid, but I think it's the same thing where I was like, I just started doing it. I don't know why. And then I couldn't stop. And then I was like, what happens if I just keep going and mm-hmm. I never say another yep. word? What will people do? And it made people so mad. People were like yelling. I'm like, just say something else. Shut up. <laughs> and I was like, I'm weird. I'm weird. I'm weird. And then they're like, what the fuck? And then the like the principal, whatever. I didn't like getting in trouble. So but I could have taken it further. But once I went to the principal, I was just like quiet. Mm-hmm. And then I just didn't say anything the rest of the day. No, that's, that makes sense. <laughs> But God, I don't know. I wanted to. What something you said made me think of this. Um, going back to like when your parents were all in the office with you, because mm-hmm. 
I well, I was talking to my friend about this and she brought up a good point where it's like when you're a kid, some of the habits you have as adults go back to like when you're a kid, like what you um, like in a way define as love. Like it's not always so you're not always so aware, but the example she gave was like, oh, she was always very messy um, because growing up she was messy and she didn't her mom was so busy and then when her room got so out of hand her mom would have to sit down with her and be like all right let's clean your room and then so she'd clean her room while her mom was there and so subconsciously that was like the time she spent with her mom right so as an adult she's still very messy because uh i think she connects that to like feeling love it's sort of like a subconscious choice to kind of just be messy and then eventually it'll all come to a head and be so chaotic that you know, your friends or someone will have to like be like, hey, what's going on? Let's help right. you out. And then that's in her mind, like what love is. And obviously she got to that through therapy. And so it's like, once you are define it, you can kind of work through it. But um, it just, what well, your story kind of made me think of that because the idea of like acting out to a point where something happens, where, mm-hmm. you know, you get in trouble and then you have to sit down. Was that ever on your mind? Like this, the consequences, like this will go, like, yes, you didn't think it mattered, but was there ever a thought like, this is where this is going to go eventually. Mm-mm. And then I'll be in trouble and I'll have to sit down. Mm-mm. So it was always just like, I don't know what's going to happen. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just remembered one. Uh-huh. Um, we had this, or they were, there were edible art projects in the library. People had made, you know, like, okay. I don't like cookies and frosting and stuff. And these big displays. I mean, they were old, not meant to be eaten. Okay. And, um, <laughs> So, like, somebody had done this very nice, like, cake and cookie landscape of a beach or something, and uh, somebody, one of the faculty was taking a prospective uh, parent of a student, like, on a a parent of a student or a prospective donor, on a tour through the school's facilities and stuff. Mm -hmm. So, I timed it, because they were going around the the, uh, library, I timed it so that um, they would hit the, uh, uh, the... the the pastry thing the, okay. the big cake thing um right after i had taken a big bite out of it <laughs> like i it, i didn't eat it but i just i i took like a huge cartoon bite you know to get like the teeth marks in yeah. the very corner and then like hid around the corner to hear their reaction and the, the lady comes up and here we have some of these art projects and oh <laughs> it looks like someone's taken a bite out of it. <laughs> Sorry. No, that's funny. <laughs> I wanted to bring that one up. It I like really it. Funny. Yeah, I mean, I think overall, like, these are delightful stories that, like, it's, I mean, it's good that as an adult you've, like, or have dealt with the yeah. issues that were underlying them. But now it's like, you think about it, it's so funny when people make such a big deal. Yeah. It's like criminal because it, they're, like, in a way you're bringing joy to people around you. Um, yes, there was stuff that you, you were, it was spurring it that mm-hmm. I think obviously would have been more helpful to baby Tom if they had just yes. helped you. But. Right. Like your, your I'm weird story. It, 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 <laughs> it is interesting that like the school who is like supposed to like nurture children, their like, immediate reaction is like fucking fall in line. What's your problem? It's yeah. like, no, this, there's Instead something like, wrong. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, like, oh, she's a good student and everything should be good. What's going on? She's clearly. Something's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> she's clearly asking yeah. for help. Uh, yep. They don't even know. They don't. That's the thing. They don't. They don't necessarily even understand that they're asking for help. Like, I don't think yeah. that ever would have... You're probably right that I was acting out for mm-hmm. help, but that never thought never crossed my mind Right. At well, the time. yeah, because you're a child. Yeah. That, that's their job. You don't even know that you, that's what you're doing. Yeah. Um, well, I'm really glad you shared that with me. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was, it was a fun. fun story. I learned a lot about you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have a quick game. Do you want to sure. play a game? Absolutely. Okay, cool. I, I tried to write a game based on... Um, 
what I the summary of what I thought you were going to talk about. So this is called "If the Glove Fits." I'm still not I'm still not admitting to it until I get a book deal. <laughs> so whether you're born in '82, '92, or 2002, you probably know about the OJ trial, right? Because every couple of years they make some sort of uh, TV show about it. Basically, he's the godfather of the Kardashian family. He kind of gave us the Kardashians. So he's kind of like, you know, the Ludovica di Leonardo di Buonarroto Simone of Michelangelo. Mm, we all know true. that. That's right, Michelangelo's yeah, dad, you know. <laughs> <laughs> we all know that, 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 that guy that we all know. Anyways. So. He figured it out. He is like, you know, I have 17 names. I'm just going to call this kid Michelangelo. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, OJ famously did or did not do a crime. I mean, he did it, but <laughs> he never really admitted it, right, until he could make some money off of a book deal. Um, so today's game is all about alleged criminals that wrote books after the fact. So I'm just going to give you a piece of work. Like, I'm going to give you a title of a book, a description, and then you have to just decide if it's true or false. Okay. Pretty straightforward. It's like, you know, for example, if I said, like, if... What's the, whatever the name of OJ's book? If I, if if I, I did, did it, it. yeah, if mm-hmm. I did it, written by OJ about this, true or false? Yeah, there's a there's a law about it, so you have to like yes, the Sam son of Sam law. Yeah, you have to give uh, parts of your earnings to the victim's family. So. Yeah, you can't profit yeah, off your because crime. publishers are ruthless. Sure right. are. <laughs> so you might be good at this. You already know a couple facts. So let's let's, <laughs> let's see let's what see. happens. All right, number one, this book is called What Lies in Your Sleep. A young Adult, a dark young adult novel written by convicted murderer Lonnie David Franklin Jr., who was nicknamed the Grim Sleeper because he murdered regularly from 1985 to 88, then took a break for 13 years before murdering a teenage girl in 2002. The book was published as fiction through the eyes of one of the teenage girl victims, but the details, including the description of himself as a soft-spoken, inarticulate, neatly trimmed hair and pockmarked face, were actual words his victims used to describe him to police. Is this true or false? That seems, I haven't heard of the case, but that seems true. The answer is false. This is a true case, but he didn't write a book about it. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so, but. I got you. I see your game. I was yes, like, that's yes, really, yes. that's really detailed and yeah. specific. That sounds true. It's, uh, yep, the, uh, I'm trying to trick you. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, Lonnie was arrested on July 7th, 2010 in his southern L.A. home after, and after one day and a half of deliberations on May 5th, 2016, so his trial was six years later, he was found guilty for 10 counts of murder and put to death. Damn. Yeah. Damn, six years it takes to get arrested for murder and then, like, tried. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you could murder so many people in between. Yeah, it's a lot of murdering. Oh, God. <laughs> okay, number two. This book is called No Beast So Fierce, written by Edward Bunker, a criminal-turned-actor who was locked up after 17 years. Uh, he had a series of crimes, including burning down his neighbor's garage when he was four and jamming a fork into someone's eyeball at 15. He wrote the novel, and it was adapted into the movie Straight Time, which inspired Quentin Tarantino to make Reservoir Dogs. Is this true or false? That's true. He's actually in Reservoir Dogs. Yes, he is. So <laughs> I kind of figured you might know this one. <laughs> I actually knew that one, yeah. Yeah, well... Congrats, you got it. Um, I bet he's in SAG, which is very triggering because uh, I am not. <laughs> I think he's dead. Oh well, he um, was then. I guess, well, I, he, guess I can take was, his name he, now. I think he was in. Uh, he was in a couple of movies. Yeah, he was in a bunch of movies in, in old timey movies. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I do. I do know that guy. Okay, cool. So you got one out of two. All right, let's cool. see if you can get this one. <laughs> All right, you had a fifty percent, jerk. <laughs> The book is called Chopper from the Inside, written Mm. by Mark Chopper Reed, a convicted gang leader who stole from drug dealers to avoid hurting innocent people. He eventually kidnapped a judge at gunpoint in 1990 and was sent to prison. He wrote the book about his experience and eventually became a stand-up comedian and best-selling author. True or false? True. 
You know this. You made a noise. <laughs> I know Chopper. Okay. Eric Bana played him in a movie. Yes, that's right. <laughs> I wanted to say that, but I was like, that's so specific. <laughs> Can't believe he became a stand-up. Any, literally anyone can do comedy. Um, <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he passed away on October 9th, 2013. All right. Number four. How to See and Be Seen at Club Fed is a tongue-in-cheek memoir written about being a white-collar criminal in prison with other Wall Street criminals, written by Raj Rajaratnam from Galleon Group, who was convicted of insider trading. True or false? I think that's false. I know that case, uh-huh. um, but I, th- I think that's false. Correct. It is false. Yeah! Yeah, uh, but they do have a nickname for Club Fed. That's what they call, like, the white-collar mm-hmm. prison. Yeah. Um, Confessions of a Wall Street Insider was a book written by Michael Kimmelman uh, about his insider trading charges around that same time. And I think Wolf of Wall Street may have, like, pulled from that. I'm not entirely sure. I think Jordan Belfort wrote his own book, too. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, that, um, that was so big, I was like, ah, I'm yeah. not even going to look into that one. But, um, yeah, there's a lot of that. People love, yeah. believe it or not, people who make money doing crime things love making money. Yeah, imagine still. that. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, you're doing pretty good. So here's the final question for okay. the win. The Art of the Deal, a self-aggrandizing pathetic attempt to mimic Machiavelli while really serving as a confession and blueprint to the crimes and deceit he had already committed and will continue to do well into the presidency of the United States of America, written by Donald Trump. That's true. Or false. true. <laughs> you know, it's actually false because there's no way he wrote that himself. Oh, so. no, he, he absolutely didn't. <laughs> like his, his ghostwriter has come out on yeah. social media and been like, he didn't write a fucking word of that. Yep, trick question. False. Uh, but he is a criminal. Please arrest the president. Okay. <laughs> Why is it taking this long? Arrest the president. He just keeps doing crimes. Oh, my God. All right, Tom, thanks for coming on the show. Oh, thanks that was for having so fun. me. Where yeah. can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Start the Machine. Um, you can also find me and David Bell, our podcast network, on patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. Um we do a bunch of different shows. Some of them are Patreon exclusive. Others you can just get for free on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcast app you look for. I think we're on it. We did a weird branding thing. <laughs> I think it's called Story Ooh. Mode if you okay. search for it on the podcast cool. stuff. But that's like all of our podcasts are just on that stream. And then we have a couple of exclusive ones on Patreon. So that's where you can find us. Nice. And you can follow this podcast at Tell Me Anything Pod on Instagram or join our Patreon, patreon.com slash Tell Me Anything Pod. I post bonus confessions, bonus episodes, and I just, I don't know, I talk to you guys. So go on there. Thanks so much. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.